Hello there, Dogolo. Welcome to the Documenteers of the podcast about the type of films known as documentaries. Every week for two and a half years, myself and a fellow documentary enthusiast discussed a different documentary every week, and this week is a little different. If you're tuning into this podcast for the first time right now, then that's pretty funny because this is our last ever proper full-length episode of the Documenteers. We're closing out the show to spend some time banking and putting together an all-new podcast that should premiere later this year. We will be dropping exit interview episodes of various co-hosts that we have had over the years, as well as a weekly discussion of the ESPN docuseries The Last Dance until the show ends. Then we will officially say goodbye. But yes, this episode, our discussion of the Taylor Swift Netflix documentary, Miss Americana by Lana Wilson is our last full-length episode. And if you haven't heard this show before, then there is over 200 pieces of content in our podcast stream available to you. Full-length episodes, random uh, quarantineers, little easy talk episodes, short documentary episodes, which are also like viral content breakdowns sometimes. The audio is quite shit early on, but towards the end of the end of year one, we hit a stride. Go back, check it out. If you learn to love us, then you will soon find a brand new show by the same brains involved. Akil is with me for this. It's been a lot of fun doing the show with him. He's very excited about what's coming, and he will definitely be involved. The pop culture depths that dude lives in just might surprise you, but the subject matter in this documentary, we really didn't know much about at all. Taylor Swift seems to move right past our attention and sensibilities, and where we're at with that, by the end of this discussion, may I help you explain why. We will be dropping our exit interview discussions within days of hearing this. Future episodes of our last dance discussions will probably drop Tuesdays or Wednesdays. And you do hear brief clips of songs in this episode by Taylor Swift, obviously. But also by the band Bush. Yeah, man, Bush, that band. Bush. Kind of not much more to say. Seems pointless to push for reviews and stuff, which you can always do as long as the documenter's feed is up. It is a little melancholy as this is the end of our classic format, but I'm pretty anxious to, one, take a couple of weeks off from staring at my MacBook and catch up on some movies and television, maybe read a book, and two, getting started on the future cavalcade of fun that will be our next podcast. I'm proud of what we've done. I feel like we have several episodes in the feed that are some of the most underrated comedic gems in podcasts. Maybe if you've been listening for a while, you should share some of your favorite episodes on your social media platforms for this, our final month of the Documenteers. A more tearful goodbye will probably occur at the end of this month when Angela and I sit down to give a proper goodbye. As I said, there's still stuff to drop until then. I'm really psyched about the last dance series, too. That's looking pretty good so far. But let's just get into it, as we always do. This documentary wasn't necessarily chosen with the intent to be the last full episode of a documentary-themed podcast, but we would take forever narrowing down a documentary we love that we've yet to discuss. So why not this one about a musician Akil and I never listened to? Taylor Swift, Miss Americana. Thanks for listening. Keep on docking. Here is a motion picture film, A Thousand Feet. 16,000 separate photographs. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. 
know, my entire moral code as a kid and now is a need to be thought of as good. That's dangerous. That's not. That's dangerous for you. It was all I wrote about. It was all I wanted. It was the complete and total belief system that I subscribed to as a kid. Do the right thing. Do the good thing. And obviously I'm not a perfect person by any stretch, but overall the main thing that I always tried to be was, um, like, just like a good girl. I, I may be new to songs before I watch this movie. There's just something about her music that kind of goes in one ear and out the other to me, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I know, like, one or two Taylor Swift songs. That's it. Like, Sing the one you know. Sing sing I mean, one you know. Shake it off. That's, yeah, that's the, yeah. Shake it and off. I, the only reason I say that I may know another one, because I can't even sing the other one, is because I feel like, surely I know a second one. Surely, yeah. there's, I don't just as miss, as many hits as she's put out. Surely, I know more than just one song. But if I'm being honest, I think that's the only one. <laughs> I heard that Tim McGraw song forever ago. Tim McGraw. And she had that other song when she was more country that was like, "I'll be living in a big old city and yeah, I, you'll uh, just be mean." Why you gotta be so mean? dead-on impression of taylor swift and that, i mean I, I closed my eyes and i thought <laughs> that's what it was no i when it comes to the country i had no fucking clue yeah. i've never listened yeah yeah that's not really my bag taylor swift we're talking about the film miss americana directed by lana wilson it's a movie about taylor swift how do you feel about that title miss americana yeah uh imdb like, states trying to say with that i guess if you're like half country, you're they kind of call you Americana. Americana is like a term that's thrown into what is called alt country, where it sounds like a cross yeah. between indie indie rock with country influence. I know, and but Americana is a pretty like often dismissed term amongst people who like that music. A lot of people just think of alt country or Americana. It's just country, just maybe more with a folk. Uh, folk underline you know but that's what i think of when i hear americana i think more along the lines of folk music but she's 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 american she's apple pie i'm looking at a picture of her right now and like a booty shorts and a bustier with a guitar that says lover on it and she's got that it's hair. off, it no, off right now. Nah, she's not my she's not my type me either and she sounds like a child to me i i and well before let me preface this i do not want to turn this into a uh, discussing and bashing Taylor Swift's uh, physicality or oh, no. physical, like, it, yeah, no. but she's just not my type. Well, she, no, she's objectively pretty. Yeah, like I'm not. Yeah, I know, but I know what you mean. We but have I'm our 40, time. I'm 44. Yes, <laughs> you know it's actually I mean? <laughs> it's probably good that we're not like, ooh, I want to hook up with Taylor Swift. Right, <laughs> that's fine. Actually, she isn't she about to turn 30? Isn't she yeah. like 30 now? I think she wow. is 30. Yeah, she she's been on the scene. You know, a lot of this documentary dragged for me, I ain't gonna lie. But there were moments where I kind of felt bad for her. 
because she has achieved this level of fame to where she can really be insular. But if she wants to be like, look, I just want to watch this Netflix series that everyone's been talking about. She's so famous that she could come up like as a reference and like random shit that she's like looking at or watching. You know? Yeah, that's true. She has that level of fame to where you that has to be weird. Yeah. You don't have to like, like if the, what's that uh, Korean boy band everyone's obsessed with now? I fucking have no idea. B2, man. BTK or something. If they walked by me on the street, I'd be like, uh, uh, what's up with those Korean kids with all the concealer? You know, I wouldn't know who they were, <laughs> but, but, but if Taylor Swift walked by you, it didn't matter if you didn't know shit about her but you know if there's one thing you know is that there's this singer called taylor swift and she looks like that like everyone fucking knows taylor swift yeah except maybe my mom you think your mom wouldn't you think if you showed your mom a text yeah, your no do it right now can you text your mom a picture of taylor swift yeah and I mean, say, I just ask her who is this yeah just ask you who know, is this and we'll see if she responds as we keep now, discussing she won't because my mom pretty much keeps her phone turned off most of the time <laughs> Uh, so she may get back. To, she may get back to me tomorrow. when she's when she's done looking at it. Does she like power it off? She's gotten a little better about it. Like she, she used to do this thing where she would call me from her cell. She'd be out somewhere, and she call me for something, leave me a message, and ask me to call her back. And then I call her back, and it goes straight to voicemail because she turned her phone off right after she left the message. Her battery life has probably lasted like a season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, now she's got a smartphone. She finally. <laughs> She went from the flip phone to the smartphone like five months ago. Yeah. So she's texting now, which is very new for her. Is she um, using she, like is she using like the number two and you like abbreviation or is she does or she no, full she's, sentence? She full on texts types like uh she's just started using emojis in the past couple of months, but she's not going overboard with it like a lot of people her age do once they discover yeah. the emoji. Uh, she also eventually stopped ending every text with mom. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, that'll one day go away and I will miss it when that goes away. Oh yeah. 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 Elderly. Then, <laughs> or like comments on like uh, <laughs> social media posts and stuff. Oh, she sends me links to stuff now. <laughs> uh, she kept saying, you know, she's got one of those old people plans where uh, she gets like, I don't know, six, like I don't, three hundred and sixty minutes a month, <laughs> like a hundred texts, and I kept telling her I was like, "You're a hundred texts might sound like a lot to you, but once you start texting, you're gonna burn through that and like, yeah, oh god, like <laughs> it's it's. Uh, I think she's maybe kind of starting to realize that. Yeah. Well, how do you even get a plan like that? It sounds like the phone equivalent to like AOL discs or some shit. It's it's pretty much what it's one of those you know. Well, I don't know what channels you watch. I watch a lot of uh, antenna TV, yeah. uh, my TV, me TV, which are all broadcast networks that show reruns of stuff from like the '60s through the '90s. Is so that the like the demographic? Is that like the channel two point two or something? Yeah, or yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. some of those are so fun. It's fun to the explore. Target demographic is people my mom's age. Yeah. And so every, every commercial is either about life insurance oh, uh, or I fall and I can't get up um, or like Cath, these catheter these lube. Plans. Yeah. 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 Cath cowboy. <laughs> Cath cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy. 
Are you, are you not familiar with the Cass Calloway? That, he's the uh, he shows up on uh, John Oliver, right? No, John Oliver created his own version oh. that guy actually exists and does catheter commercials. I'm a professional cowboy and I use catheters. Been cowboying for 25 years. I've broken 14 bones, had two concussions and a punctured lung. I know pain and I don't want any more of it, especially when I cath. And he airs him at certain areas on like Fox News. On Fox, yeah, so yeah, he yeah. would, so he like paid to have, uh, so, which is still one of the best things ever. <laughs> and because the president like watches exclusively Fox News, they'd put it on times in which they know like Morning Joe and shit. Yeah, they sneak in the Catholic cowboy, and he talks about like how much he hates the cath, and he doesn't like pain when he caths, and then he seeks into some sort of policy trying to explain to the president. <laughs> I think, in layman's terms. <laughs> I think Morning Joe's actually some cable news dingbat on a different network, but yeah, you know what I, I mean. I have no idea. Hey, because we don't watch cable news, baby. Bam. Nope. Anyway, Miss America. <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift. But that was a fun tangent. It, it was. was fine. I'm not even sure how we got there. <laughs> Taylor Swift. She drinks so much white wine. You know, <laughs> With ice. I love the fact that she puts ice in her white wine. <laughs> She is, that is kind of like a regular person kind of weird thing to do. She yeah. does have qualities that do seem very relatable. I think your dad was like an architect or a lawyer or something. Like she came up fairly well to do, but may, but not nearly where she is now when she exploded in fame. But she, in the beginning, I didn't take notes, by the way. We're going to be all over the fucking place. I didn't either. I, I just, this was one time where I didn't. I, I was going to, and I was like, ah, you know what? I don't feel like getting out of bed to go downstairs and get a notepad. And I think I don't really need one for this. So it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. We'll just hit it all. We'll be all over the place, though. But she's, she's, I'm kind of getting confused as to which shots were at which points. Um, I think they were all within a span of probably a year. But, um, but there was a point where she, is talking to somebody, maybe a Grammy board, and they reveal to her that she wasn't nominated for anything this year. And she's like, uh, "Okay, it's um, this is good. This is fine." Yeah, and 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 it's very similar. Everything is like this. Crunk. You know, it's so weird. I said, "This is, you know what? Like, this is fine. This is. Yeah. I just need to make a better record." Well, I just need to make a better album. I just need to make a better album, and it was like, yeah. I know she's won Grammys before. Oh, yeah. I hate award shows. Like, it shows where she's at and what she thrives for. She really, and she does admit to this to a degree, is that the music she makes and the music she's pushing towards, while she does have control over it more than most pop stars, it is she is trying to kind of just please a specific standard. Like, I didn't, I'm not against pop music. There is a lot of pop music I do enjoy. But I came up listening to, like, indie rock and shit like that where the person in the band wrote the song and the idea that and and at a certain point some of these bands i listen to the more the punkier garage ones like not being on a, like a top 40 radio or being not grammy nominated was like a point of pride for some of these like music purist types so as someone who like you couldn't you'd have to pay me to watch any award show pretty much because as much as i love music and movies I do not want to watch the shows where they uh, hand job all these people who are already like out there crushing it. I haven't watched the Grammys in a very, very long time, though I have on occasion 
it's all it's always the day after when they talk about the previous night on the morning news stuff. Yeah. And when they start showing clips and I see how much of a train wreck some of the performances, because the Grammys always has this thing of we're going to put someone from the old generation on stage with this new up and comer person (laughs) bringing the generations together. And most of the times it does not work. (laughs) It's like, it's literally like Rolling Stones music coverage on a show where they're, they're still shoehorning the old guys and are trying to convince you that they really do care about Justin Bieber's music. Right. At the same time. Do you remember when Aerosmith and NSYNC performed together at that halftime show? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's that kind of shit. <laughs> oh my God. That sounds awful. It was, uh, it was hysterical. <laughs> what about a dude from Coldplay? And didn't he have like that guy? Anyway. Wasn't it like, yeah, we're back off track. <laughs> uh, sorry. We, we just went off road hard. But she's it is like, very telling about her that she's, I mean, her reaction, she acts like she it doesn't bother her, but you can tell that it bothers her she didn't get nominated for something. Her brain, that to me, like your brain is fucked. She has hordes of adoring fans. There are albums I like that if it were, that I like a lot, that if it was up for a, a best album award, I'd be like, yeah, there's probably some a lot better than that. It's just that it's, it's bizarre. Also... It's a big point, and I think this is maybe a bigger deal if you only listen to pop music or pop country music, but the idea that she writes her own music. Again, I grew up listening to genres where some, uh, the drummer or the singer wrote the music. Right. But it's, but it's like extremely impressive to these more upper echelon like pageantry music aspects that someone wrote their own song. She wrote their own song. And I don't think she's a bad songwriter, but it definitely sounds like she definitely sounds like like a smart teenager. Yeah. You know, with her. Yeah, I, mean, when you, I mean, when you think back to the, the success she had when she was like 16 years old, yeah. like, yes, that was very impressive that a person that young wrote their entire album, although Debbie Gibson did it as well. Here the we go. Person. But what, don't Here get me started. Oh, don't get me started. Right. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was the youngest person to ever write all of her music on her debut album and also have like X number of hits. Yes, Queen. But you know what? I'm not gonna go down that path. I'm not gonna go down that path because Me and that boy listening to Tam McGraw. I think that's how it goes. Tam McGraw. It took me a second to realize that that was an actual song they were talking about. I thought they were talking about Tim McGraw. Like the person <laughs> yeah, Tim yeah. McGraw. Yeah. Yeah. It shows you how much I knew. I honestly, one of the things I remember thinking when I watched this was, was this your really, formal introduction to Taylor Swift? I mean, kind of like, I mean, other than take again, she's everywhere. So it's kind of like someone who has never listened to Beyonce. You still know who Beyonce is. Like you can't not know who Beyonce is. Taylor is the same way. Yeah. But particularly because she was a country artist, I immediately had no interest whatsoever because i mean the only country i ever really listened to was dixie chicks and shania twain that's pretty much the extent of my country yeah. music endeavor and then when she crossed over to pop like well, i don't care why you gotta be so mean hey uh, her voice is not distinctive like i remember thinking watching this movie that like i don't i don't recognize her voice i could hear a song on the radio and, and it'd be her and i would have no idea who it was because 
I mean, I'm not saying she can't sing, but she's not like a great singer. You know, it's it's a fine pop music voice. She, I guess she she has her line, and she's she has she she knows where her limitations are, and she's good yeah, at yeah. riding right in between them. Look to me, she ain't no Carly Rae. She ain't the Queen Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, yes, Queen. Oh, uh, here we go with Carly Rae. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, she, Carly Rae's very successful, but to me, it's like I have heard her new album is a banger, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm look, I'm a, I'm a, and like your, uh, your Larues, your Robins, these are the pop singers that yeah. I enjoy. So. No, I enjoy them as well. No, I'm, I'm not hating on you. I like some Carly Rae. I don't think you're hating. I just want to commiserate, really. <laughs> I enjoy pop music. I mean, I am a pop music guy now. Abba? from a, from back in the day. Like, I don't know that much. I try not. I'm trying to get better about not being being so dismissive of newer pop music. If something catches my ear, then I usually will do a little digging, you know, on Spotify and find out more about that person. Um, but yeah, I appreciate pop music. Most music is pop music. Most of the music That's is played true. on the radio. The is pop, pop music. So. Yeah. If the biggest music in the world is like metal, like maybe it was in the eighties, that's pop music. Yeah. All pop music is, is what's popular. That's like, right. That's, you know, that's kind of what it stands for literally. So, uh, of course, what you consider to be pop music, you might think that because this song is not like what you remember being pop music, that's not pop music. Well, it's super popular right now. That's what the kids are listening to. Yeah. So, yeah, it is pop music. <laughs> so, like uh, like SoundCloud rappers, Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah. Or just hip-hop in general. Like, yeah. eventually hip-hop became pop music. Like, Man, I think hip-hop in the long run will have a bigger, a longer stretch of, of uh, notoriety than rock music when they, it's all so, Oh, I think it'll double the amount of time that rock music was popular because everything is coming, spinning off of that. And, and other, and it's also taken more influences from other genres as well. And you also, and I say this as someone who loves hip hop, grew up with hip hop, uh, you don't, as I've gotten older, I've kind of started to realize, well, you also don't have to be quite as talented um, yeah. to break into the hip-hop game. You really don't. I mean, if what's on the radio is any indication. Um, yeah. I mean, with hip-hop, you're not required. I mean, you're not required to learn how to play an instrument. You're not required. You know what I mean? Like, It's kind of inspiring sometimes. Like, <laughs> like Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. There ain't shit that guy's doing that most people I know couldn't do. Right, yeah. <laughs> but he's weirdly inspiring because it shows that you can kind of suck and still kind of be in this big band. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not a Red Hot Chili Peppers band fan. I think, I think uh, the 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 guitarist John Frusciante is like really good. I think he's super talented. I think Flea is a, a very talented bassist. Yeah. But the cohesion of that band is just obnoxious to me, and it's weird because. Red Hot Chili Peppers has become a band that has defined my generation. And, and like to the point where like, I've had friends like you going to Red Hot Chili Peppers show. And I'm like, God, no, you couldn't drag me to the fucking <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers show. They're just one of those bands from the nineties that there were like, you know, four songs that were inescapable for a few yeah. years there. Um, that I that I enjoy. There's a few, you know, I like some of their songs, but no, I was never like a fan. Bush, remember Bush? 
glycerine. Were you super into books? Everything's in. Everything's in. I don't think so. Dude. For future projects down the road, I think you and I are going to be revisiting the Bush discography. I'm fine with that. There, I know three Bush songs. So I like all three of them. So prepare yourself. Mine. Okay, let's do it, man. Let 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 What's the one that's uh the? Got a Bush Yeah, better than the rest. Green to red. I don't think those songs meant anything. There's no way those songs meant anything. No sex in your violence. No. Can we just talk about Bush the whole rest of the? No sex in your Machine Head was on the soundtrack to that movie Fear, starring Reese Witherspoon and uh, uh, Martin. I was just talking about that movie like two months ago, and I need to go and watch it. Cause... Oh, maybe we'll talk about that one in the near future, too, because there's a way that Mark Wahlberg kisses in that movie. That is like, it's like it, it was his breakout film role, yeah, you know? Yeah. And he's remember, like... Remember the, uh, the uh, roller coaster scene? Oh, yeah, yeah. Give it our hand job on the roller coaster. <laughs> we watched this about six months ago because we're into those domestic thrillers, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But he it's like he's trying to slurp up her face. If I could just talk to Reese Witherspoon and ask her one question, <laughs> I would just ask, like, what was it like to get kissed by Marky Mark like that on Fear? How did you feel I, about that? I think the appropriate question is, what was it like to be kissed at? <laughs> Kissed at. (laughs) He is kissing at her in that film. Or kissed on. (laughs) But Taylor Swift. (laughs) Before I start talking about how bored I was with this movie. Why you gotta be so mean? And be a little passive about it. I don't hate Taylor Swift. She's just not my uh, cup of tea, you know. And it honestly didn't, that status did not change after sitting through this movie. There is a tendency uh, particularly with young people. Well, no, you know, I'd not say young people. That's not a young, necessarily just a young people trait. Celebrity. That's just, that's part of celebrity is you, you are putting them in a box. Usually the boxes of their own making, whether yeah. it was intentional or not. And you're limited, your entire idea of what you think of what they are, what you're projecting on them is all based on what they're giving you. So it doesn't allow any room for people to have layers. Like, I, I get that. I understand it's, that. They almost sacrifice the layers. Yeah. And I've said this many times, and it kind of shocked me because at the end, Taylor admitted to this. You know, there's this thing people say about celebrities that they're frozen at the age they got famous. And that's kind of what happened to me. We were, I was talking to Angela about this. It was like, this movie was almost starting to see Taylor begin to grow up in a way, which is true. And she's almost 30. But uh, but honestly, I kind of say that about myself. Yeah, I, well, I was 30. I, wasn't, <laughs> I was well into my 30s before I started feeling like an adult, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Or at least not making consistently bad, impulsive decisions. Right. 
So I guess, you know, maybe Taylor and I aren't so different. She's just like me. Yeah, she's just like She's you. just, just like, like me. She drinks, she drinks ice in her Chardonnay, same as you do, Bobby. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't drink things with a lot of sulfites in it. I fucking break out. Oh, that's right, yeah. No one cares. Why you gotta be so mean? But you know what, Taylor? Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I mean, I care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just explaining why I can't drink Chardonnay with ice in it. That's all. Hey, you're, you're humanizing yourself. Now, Taylor obviously has probably some giant estate somewhere here in this county or in Brentwood or some shit, right? We should go find it. We're in Nashville. And uh, I, I, know she, I know she had an apartment downtown, some super condo in one of the tall buildings at one point. But I will say that, uh, how long was it when we got that huge flood? Because that's about that 10 was, years that was 2010. ago. This area and all throughout Middle T Tennessee got flooded hardcore. And Taylor Swift donated straight up wrote a check for a million dollars for flood relief efforts. Yeah. Now we're in a pandemic and this is a uh, pretty, I heard about this the other day from the point at which we're recording now where Grimey's the independent music store where you can get records and get your hipster bands and all that stuff and a bunch of other cool music. It's been a part of Nashville in one location or another for a long time now. And they were having to, they were about to have to lay off their employees because record stores are not essential jobs during a pandemic. And Taylor Swift threw out some money to basically keep them employed over the summer. The employees wow. of Grimey's. Now, the Groove Records, I guess y'all can just go fuck yourself. I don't know. But, yeah, but Groove Skate, kiss my yeah. ass. <laughs> I don't know. If you look at record prices that they do in that Great Escape, it's like, yeah, I get it. Maybe we'll, we're not going to save you. <laughs> Because you kept trying to rip us off. Anyway, look, I'm not trying to go on that tangent. But Grimey's has been a, a one that's a pure music store that's been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, since I was a teenager, at least. I remember when they were in a in that little trailer out by 100 Oaks. Remember that shit? No, I don't remember that. I, the but, first tip, the first place I ever went that was theirs was the one over on 8th Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's up until within the last year, year and a half. That's where it had been. And yeah, but she paid for, she's fronting the checks for people who work there. And that's pretty cool. Taylor Swift, cool. she is an objectively nice person. She's not, she might write like a, a petty little song about you if you break up with her. But, but objectively she's, you know, she is a nice person as it would seem. No. Yeah. She seems like a perfectly nice person. Um, she said some stuff that kind of caught me off guard, like what you mentioned about uh, her recognizing, like, yeah, you're frozen in amber, like, and then she yeah. says, you know, she's got basically, you know, a couple more years, maybe, yeah, essentially until you know what I mean. Like, there were some things, some very, uh, you know, introspective things. I mean, she's very aware. She's very self-aware. Um. And doesn't have any problem with just like saying, yeah. you know, putting the reality of the situation out there. Like, wow, there's, that's kind of stark. There's one point where she's walking out of her uh, probably condo penthouse building. There's hordes of fans there. That's she's crazy, walk, man. And she's walking into the limousine and she's like, yeah, that's my front yard. And I'm very aware that this is not normal. That's true. And, there are a lot of celebrities out there who've had that most of their life that wouldn't bat an eyelash at it, but it is, it does seem to be like at the forefront of her 
of her mind at all times. Because she admits she's been so wrapped up in what other people think. And I think that call onto the Grammy folk who tell her whether or not that's a part of that. But when that actually works, when you go out there and you put yourself out there and what people think works to the point to where you become like worth hundreds of millions of dollars, then that's got to be a hard thing to shake. But there is these things where she's talking about how she's dealing with things. And then we see, and then it cuts to shots of her in a sold out arena full of people who fucking worship the ground that she walks on. And it's me. I'm constantly trying to find like Natalie and Bruglia. I'm torn over like how to feel about that. I think she makes some, she does seem smart enough to have an understanding but at the same time, like, how much is everyone's got to complain, I guess. But it's like, I feel like I'm, I just felt like I was watching a movie about someone who won, who won more than most people win in this world. How much do I really care? I mean, she's going to have her own issues. She is a human being, but it's like, fuck, I don't know. Obviously she's affected. She had eating yeah. disorders because people were. I mean, that's, people are just monstrous. And this, yeah. I think, a, I think a lot of this movie, sh we also kind of should talk a little bit about like how to deal with people online. There's not going to if especially if you're as huge as Taylor Swift, you're going to get some stupid shit in your comment threads. That is nasty and ugly. When, it's guaranteed. She, uh, oh yeah. Without a doubt. When, when she, the most compelling thing about the whole documentary was just that scene where she's like, agonizing over this post she's about to put on Twitter. Yeah. Um, where she's finally taking a political stance. Oh uh, yeah. She, um, gra she graduates from being a completely blank political neutral to your run of the mill neoliberal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate it. I hate me some fucking Marsha Blackburn too. I voted against her as well. And what a disappointment that was. Uh, well, surprising. Not really. No, not at all. <laughs> but fuck Marsha Blackburn, like for real. Get the yeah. COVID, Marsha Blackburn. You're talking. She is profoundly, even amongst like senators, is like such fucking worthless trash. Like I can't begin to explain how much I fucking hate Marsha Blackburn, my senator. Anyway, go on. What were you saying? <laughs> but well, I mean, how do I follow that, man? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> but she like. I the point that she made specifically about the country music industry mm -hmm. and their whole like you don't get political ever, yeah, yeah. which is a thing that is very specific to country music. It's kind of um, changing though. It's starting to, but I mean, but I mean, we know why. I mean that I would argue that probably the majority of people in country music lean the toward the liberal side. But the, because in the industry, in the industry, yeah, yeah. in the industry, yeah. Um, but you know, but their target demographic tends to go the other way. So I think honestly, the phenomenon, and there are plenty of liberal country fans. I mean, I actually do like. I'm. I don't. I'm more concerned myself. Pretty far left kind of dude, but I also like classic country and the roots of country music. And there's a lot of that shit I do enjoy. But but I understand like. It just kind of happens to be this cultural thing that isn't like th this movie, which I want to, it shows clips from the movie, uh, shut up and sing the, another documentary. It literally shows edit an edit montage of another documentary. 
and which was a little remember that the dixie chicks shut up and sing documentary did yeah. you ever watch yeah. that i mean i remember it but i never saw it that we never did that one for this show but my favorite scene is where uh they're trying to go rock and uh rick rubin is on the couch with the ear earphones on like listening to their demo and he's just kind of like like bobbing up and down almost like he has autism or some shit <laughs> maybe he does maybe he does anyway but this, out but, this summer but it really has changed like like guys like sturgill simpson he's literally i think it actually might have got canceled because of the pandemic but he was set to play fucking bridgestone arena sturgill simpson i heard him interviewed on a like democratic socialist podcast and this dude sings country music and he is going to play at Bridgestone arena Dixie chicks. They did get hit pretty hard, but they're essentially back. They came back at a country music award show with yeah, Beyonce. They got, with Beyonce. Yeah, they, they've got a new album. Their first album in like uh, 10 years or something that's coming out later this year. Um, but I mean, they're kind of, it's sort of the same example. I, Ellen is a good example. Somebody had to go first. Yeah. Somebody had to take that bullet. Uh, and it was them. Like they, you know, Natalie said, made a five second comment that someone videotaped and then went viral and got on the news and like almost destroyed them. But it, it didn't destroy them. Like they're back and they'll do fine. Wait, what, uh, destroy, and, what almost destroyed Ellen, who also no, has one in life? Well, when Ellen came out, like when she came oh, out okay. on, on her show, like her yeah. career was like, I mean, show canceled, career was over for a really, really long time. But she, like, because of that, obviously she's doing fine, you know, however many years later. But also she took that first bullet, which ended up, you know, a couple of years after that, you've got Will and Grace. And then, you know, so it's, there's got to be a first person. And then it sort of opens the door and it makes it a little easier for each successive person down the line. And if the person who took that first bullet is as talented as everyone said they were, they will eventually find their way back. And that's exactly what she did. And that's what the Dixie chicks are about to do. Okay. So I, I figured you were talking about Ellen coming out, but like I had to verify that she didn't like say some shit online or something. Um, but Ellen, another person who has won. No, she came out straight. Who <laughs> was fucking straight. She came out, you hear about that? She came out straight. Like she just recently said that the whole gay thing has just been a lie. <laughs> <laughs> On the show, after she came out, I used to watch that show. After she came out, her character tried to go back in. They tried to make her really? straight again. You don't remember? I watched way I too much. Really, I, I watched way I too much really TV in those days. Like I'm watching fucking Empty Nest. Like why the fuck is like a 13 year old watching Empty Nest? But why? It was a spinoff. It was a spinoff of Golden Girls, man. Why wouldn't you want to watch? <laughs> oh, I guess so. Me you and, remember me, that? I didn't know it was a Golden Girls spinoff. Yeah, he was their next door neighbor. Oh, that's how, they did that. that's how they introduced his character, and then you know made it. It was basically a pilot within the series, and then it spun off into its own thing. Yeah, let's stop before we start talking about day by day or some <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, love that show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a young, a young Julia Louise Dreyfus. But um, Taylor Swift succumbed to the pressures that a lot of women in front of cameras do. And I do actually uh, have a great deal of sympathy for her. Because at one point, I'm 
we're looking at pictures of her and I'm like, damn, she looks yeah. too skinny. Yeah. But like, but as a dude, you want to be careful just saying that? Cause you're like, what if that's just her? It's hard to tell. People have different body types, you know? I try to, I always try to take that tack. I'm not going to body shame somebody one way or the other. Like, but then Taylor was like, to know. but then Taylor was like, then I just wasn't eating. I'm like, oh, okay. And that's, that fucking sucks. You know, the, the, that someone can't just like, you have to be smaller than an average. We're not even talking about big. Yeah. you like, you can't even be average. You know, you can't she, even be health average. I think she really nailed the insidiousness of eating disorders. Like a lot of people have this perception, this like after, after school special idea of what an eating disorder is where, you know, the girl is, you know, gorging on food and yeah. then she's like puking it all up kind of thing. And then her hair is falling. Like, but it, like, it's not something that just happens overnight. It's a very sort of gradual thing that she said seemed perfectly natural to her. Yeah. For a lot of reasons, uh, because a, that's what she's being told. Basically eating disorders come in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Like, like I have to have sex with my food before I eat it. That's, that's something that I just got to deal with. I think that's pretty normal though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you're welcome to come over and have dinner. <laughs> After the pandemic. <laughs> but also Taylor's constantly, I mean, she acknowledges that she's constantly doing for other people. So, so when you're getting shitty comments online, but the way I see it is like with the documenteers, I'm like, I get like a shitty comment, like once a season, if only I got more shitty comments, then I know I'm really onto something here. I mean, can, can you imagine the scope of the shit that she probably sees? I mean, I can't even. But half the, pe- the comments. Half the people who are taking dumps on Taylor Swift are not people who interact with her in any way. They're just re- they're just xeroxes of like dumb internet schlock that they just oh, think yeah. is funny. Like but, it's I just mean, the I- most unoriginal thing. But there's always like if you line up a hundred people in a barn, you play a song for a hundred people in a barn. And one by one, you have them walk up and tell you exactly what they thought of your song. Don't hold back. And, oh, and they can wear costumes that you don't know what they look like. You're going to get, like, a wide variety of people. But I often find that on any on any video, if you really tally up, uh, like, like on a, any Taylor Swift video, you got a lot of haters on there. But there are people that love her and adore her. And you always see more of that. There's there's probably one hate one for every three or four positive ones. That just seems I don't like I agree with that. I feel like the don't but don't we need to? We always expect the internet to be nice to us, and it's oh, just I don't. no one. I don't think anyone expects the internet to be nice to them. Oh come on! Look at all these. Oh, a lot of people do. Like, don't say this on the internet. Can you believe someone said this on the internet? The news will hold up a tweet by some schlub and from Schlubtown, USA being like. This is what this person said. This is how people are feeling about it. People are taking way too much stock in the random bullshit that people say. And if everyone in that barn comes up to you, 10 people are going to be like, that was really good. And one person will be like, sucks. They don't make music like they used to. And then another person is just going to start screaming the N-word for no fucking reason. <laughs> well, I also think it's pretty, I, I think you're underestimating the effect that that can have on a person that's constantly being bar- barraged with it. I think it's easy to to look at it and say that like 
it's not a big deal when you haven't actually been on the receiving end of it. And we, we never will because we'll never be as huge uh, uh, I know, as she is. I know plenty of rappers that don't give a fuck about those haters. They don't give a fuck about no haters. Yeah, but it's one thing not to give a fuck about haters when you're, I don't know. I feel like the fact that she started so young, like as a kid, being 16 and social media becoming a thing like Tra- trapped in that emotional amber. Yeah. Like it just, it you're getting hammered like that at, at, at your, during your formative years. That's what I'm saying. Like when you're basically a kid coming up, it's like being in high school times a billion because everyone thinks they know who you are. I'm yeah. just saying I, I can, I can empathize. I can't imagine what that feels like. And I know that I, even as an adult, I would be affected if for no other reason, like, I mean, people threatening you with physically, like people are fucking crazy. I think they're, yeah, people are fucking crazy. I'm not saying that Taylor Swift. I've never been stalked before. So I I ain't saying, I ain't saying Taylor Swift should move next door without protection. I ain't saying that, you know, like condoms. Yeah. She should. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I get why she has to live on an estate with security. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But there's also a counterpoint to that where celebrities over because they're really they become really good and successful at one thing, overestimate their influence and ability and many other things, hubris, as it were, ego. I don't know if that's really a lot of uh, Taylor's problem from what we could see. But you got to imagine she knows that the cameras are on, you know, yeah. I mean, she. So. I mean, that's that's been her life. I mean, that's been half of her life, literally. Yeah. So, I mean, she's obviously, I mean, she's one of the most successful people at, you know, curating their image. And I mean, she, she talks about that. Like she, she created, she consciously created a specific image of herself for the, for public consumption. Um, and then trapped herself in it as, you know. And I think that actually points to a lot of the more, that kind of leads into a lot of the more, the more understandable criticisms of Taylor Swift music aside, that's just a whole different thing, but she was criticized by a lot of social activist groups over the years for being very middle of the road. Yeah. And she's definitely one that listens to her producers. Like she's talking about, um, in this movie, we see her, I guess she's arguing with her producer or manager about whether or not to ask Tennesseans to vote for Phil Bredesen over Marsha Blackburn in a tweet. Yeah. And the producer's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And this is like, this is just a few years ago, right? That was her dad. That was her dad? That was her dad. I thought it was like someone that was part of her team too. But then, then she was like. Well, he was giving her bad. Just, it, it was bad fucking advice. It was, it was horrible advice. Yeah. It was, because a, it was completely coming from a place of self-interest. <laughs> up, in, up until that point, activist groups, people who were vi- fighting for real social issues, they were like. We got like the one of the biggest stars on the planet right here, and she will not talk about politics. When it's brought up in interviews, she's like, I just think people just want to hear me sing. They don't want to hear me uh, say anything uh, political. And it's, but to a lot of people who maybe are marginalized who like Taylor Swift, it's like, wow, this is someone who maybe could actually make a difference. A I don't have any bit. respect for anyone who doesn't have any political. Beliefs. Like, I, even if I don't agree with you, like, be like for something. 
You know, you, like that's a good question. What the fuck is a non-political person? How are you non-political? There doesn't exist. There's no such thing. And people, and I feel like that part of being a political person is talking about your politics. That's not yeah. a thing of you being a celebrity trying to influence people. That's just being a fucking person participating in the process of being an actual citizen of the country. Now, whether or not people want to take any stock in what you say, like that's on them. I do think a lot of celebrities think that their opinion is because they're on such a massive stage that their opinion may hold more weight. I think that's probably in the minority. I think that most people just have this platform and they're going to just, I know I would like if I was famous and I had something I wanted to say, I'm going to fucking say it. I don't give a shit whether you care whether I say it or not. You know, there's a lot of celebrities and artists and shit that like have opinions that I don't agree with, but I'm still like, I still like their music. But if you're yeah. young, but if you're young, that can have a that can have more of an effect on you, for sure. It's stuff you know the uh, the alt right bullshit. Up until Taylor came out against Marsha Blackburn, the alt right world considered her some kind of like. I'm I'm trying to explain something I'm barely in, but hear about they they put her up as the ideal person, like an ideal white person, to like model their affections towards like and then when she came out and was like then they dumped her when she dissed marcia blackburn who is like who is marcia blackburn who is objectively a piece of trash so (laughs) who allows people to die from opiate addictions and is their uh pretty much their drug lord essentially Uh, and people dying in mass and she can get the COVID and go the fuck the hell and marcia blackburn Eat there shit you go. And, see people eat shit and die marsha blackburn yes queen and that right there folks that is an example of sharing your political beliefs <laughs> <laughs> public reaction be damned you my, got something to say <laughs> my my i'm sitting right on this i'm i'm not going near that fence dude I, my <laughs> asshole is not around that fence post i promise you that <laughs> One thing that was fucked up is that she was like groped by a fucking radio DJ. Yeah. And and there's a picture and you can tell that you can't. She said his hand went up her skirt from the angle that we see. We don't see the hand up the skirt, but we definitely see the hand in a place where it should not be. Yeah. And I'm just trying to wrap my brain around this guy. Like. Why? Why? What would, why would you possibly think that? you could get away with doing that to arguably the biggest pop star on the planet at that time. Yeah. Like the, I don't, the delusion or the massive ego or some combination of the two you have to have to attempt to do something like that just baffles me. Taylor really does a good job of painting the picture of like this level of like harassing masculinity that, where she would describe how he acted like he was the victim. You can see this guy in the court. You can picture it. Like, I yeah. don't even remember what this guy looks like. You can picture it in the in the courtroom, like, looking like a sad puppy. Like, why is everyone coming down on my life? Why? Why? I don't know who that guy is, but he can get the COVID and go the fuck to hell, too. Yes, queen. Yeah, but I, I I concur with you on that one. But I, I think he's probably like not if he was wealthy then. I don't think he's wealthy now. Well, this cause... is why I don't know if you remember back when we were talking about the Michael Jackson uh, documentary and how 
I said that I thought that it was still possible that Macaulay Culkin had been a victim. And yeah. you said, no, he wouldn't have done that because Macaulay Culkin was like the biggest child star on the planet. It's too much, too much heat, too much attention. Yeah. But see, this is proof positive that like, that doesn't really matter. If you've got a compulsion. Yeah. And something is compelling you to, if, that, if that's how you act out, like this guy, he didn't even think, didn't even hesitate. <laughs> like this is fucking Taylor Swift, dude. <laughs> I think this guy is out of this guy's brain chemistry, how it works. I, I have no idea, but even if you have an impulsion, you're still picking and choosing. Cause you're, you're not trying to get caught. Impulsion is like, you're just gr- groping kids in the grocery store, or like in front of people. I mean, he did it on camera. He is. That is, <laughs> that is true impulsion then. So he is truly an impulsive, uh, monster. I hope he's, uh, did he go to jail for that, or was it just like a money? I know she sued for a dollar because she just wanted to get her oh, damn right. court. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I forget what the I forget what it said. Didn't she date Jake Gyllenhaal and Loki? She dated Loki. Or she dated Loki. I don't remember. D- dated I don't dated uh, uh, one of the members of One Direction. I'm not sure if it's One or Direction. <laughs> I think it's Erection. Yeah. Erection. Yeah. <laughs> she dated erection. Well, yeah. She dated erection from One Direction. Um, I think she dated the werewolf boy from the Twilight movies. Right. That's when they were the two tailors. Yeah. She, oh right, right. Yeah. Have, have you seen him? Uh, I, he that kid is like the worst actor ever. <laughs> he is so bad. There's a lot of eyebrow acting. They tried to put him in like some action movie, and it like ate shit so hard. Yeah. And um, what else? Are, what else is there to talk about? We talked about the groping shit. Uh, she was still ungodly rich by the end of the movie. She did come to that conclusion that yeah, I think she was emotionally trapped in amber. I think she is starting to evolve a little bit. Is there anything else about this that you remember? Mm, nah. I mean, I think that pretty much nails it. It was just just standard, kind of run the mill, rock up. Yeah, and that follow him around for a year, and yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, a little boring. And that leading into, <laughs> I would say the movie was about half boring. But I watched this with Angela and Brian, and they and they they seemed to really like it, and they really wanted the. And afterwards, they were like that only the young song that played out at the end, probably only the fourth Taylor Swift song I've ever heard in my life. And they were they were kind of into it, they, but I was just like, uh, uh, leading to this, a kill. We don't rate documentaries in a star rating scale. We rate them in the Herzog rating scale. You're gonna give this one through five Herzogs. I'm gonna give it one through five Herzogs. Combine for best out of ten Herzogs. What'd you think of what'd you think of this flick, Miss Americana, by Lana Wilson about Taylor Swift? Um, so I think I'm actually going to surprise you here. I okay. enjoyed it. Interesting. Um, just because I enjoy this type of documentary for purely like Saturday afternoon, nothing really on TV, not really trying to get emotionally invested in anything. Like it's just one of those kind of comfort food documentaries. There's always going to be a part of me that is curious about the life of a celebrity. Like I'm never going to, because just because of my affinity for pop culture like i'm never gonna lose that 
So this movie was like a warm rice pudding for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like, you know, macaroni and cheese. Um, I still can't remember any of the songs. That's That was... <laughs> and, but here's the thing, like... Only the young. Only the young. Only the young. Like, the pop stuff, I was, you know, that kind of stuff. I was like, okay, I, kind of, I was bobbing my head. Like, I might try to look it up on Spotify or something at some point, but I still can't remember any of it. Um and that was for me personally the big failing was I just didn't really give a shit about the music. Why you gotta be so mean? If you're gonna put Same. forty, if, if you know forty percent of your documentary is going to be footage of someone performing, then I kind of want to enjoy watching the person perform, and that's, I just kind of tuned out mentally every single time that that's happened. A, that's a good point. For as much as we saw her on a stage, we would see her. We would often see performances like where she's in between songs where she says something sassy or something. And yeah. It's like, yeah, doing a strut. But we didn't really, it would have been nice to see like one or two full performances. Yeah, there were none. Huh. Not even the moments of, because you particularly these documentaries about musicians, I really enjoyed watching those scenes about the process itself. Yeah. And I was completely bored by all of that. Absolutely. Like the songwriting process, like, I mean, all of it. It just was just every single time I, my mind, that was when my mind was starting to wander. One of her producers was that guy, Jack. I think his last name is Abramoff. He was in that band called Fun. Have you heard of this band? Yeah. The Fun Dot, Fun Period, I think I the know. title. I don't know but who it, they are. I but mean, they, I know they exist. They had this song, and I, and I hate this song, where it was like, we. Yeah. We are young and we can fly higher, higher than the sun. Yeah, I do remember that song. He used to date, um, what is her fucking name from Girls? Uh, Lena Dunham? Yeah, that's it. Lena Dunham. Someone who I think needs to turn their hubris down just a little bit. Lena Dunham. <laughs> Though I will say, objectively, I liked the show Girls. I didn't finish it. I still haven't finished it, but I actually kind of like that show. I couldn't. You couldn't? I, watched, I watched the first 10 minutes of the first episode, and I was like, nope, this ain't for me. <laughs> it really is about white privilege. It totally is. I was like, yeah, I, I can't sit through this. <laughs> I just can't. The audacity of this girl to get mad at her parents because they're not going to keep floating her money, and she's a fucking adult. No. <laughs> oh. I love it. <laughs> Dude, for our future project idea, you might be watching girls, my friend. Oh God! Get ready. I quit. It, it would be not. It would be nice to revisit that show, actually, but um, because I do think that there there's a lot about that show that's well written, and she's actually really good friends with Taylor Swift too. But she kind of, I think she, I think Lena Dunham kind of thinks of herself as a political pundit sometimes, and I'm yeah. just like. Look, I don't even like the re all. I don't like the political pundits we already have, and we don't need any more, Lena. Yeah. Just be a fucking human being. And also, she adopted a dog and brought it back. And if you're not willing, if you oh, really, if you, if you with all your resources can't take care of a fucking dog, and it's too much for you, then fuck you. Yeah, don't take the dog that. back. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. So fuck Lena Dunham. Yes, Queen. That show's not bad. <laughs> I I, inter I interrupted you. Bobby Stewart. <laughs> I, I, Bobby Stewart. I, I interrupted you. How, how much? How much? 
How many hurt songs are you gonna give this thing, Miss Americana? <laughs> oh God, I'll I'll give it like a two, <laughs> two point two point two five. I'll give it that. I thought you said I've I've I kind of feel like that's a, around the where I'm at with this movie. You said you you said you were gonna surprise me, but I well, feel I like mean, you actually well, were. I'm, I feel like I'm, we're in the same boat. I mean, just because I there were aspects of it that. I found somewhat interesting. Doesn't mean I can't recognize <laughs> still yeah. what it is. Like it's just a run of the mill rock doc. Like yeah. in the, with, with not great music performances or anything music wise at all. Well, here I'm going to say, like I said, it's half boring and half of five is 2.5. That means the other half of it, I didn't mind. So I'm going to give it 2.5 out of five heard songs. Okay. That, and you gave it 2.5 as well, right? Two five. That makes it five out of ten total Herzogs. Yeah. For Miss Americana by Lana Wilson. And I know Taylor went through some evolutions in terms of coming out of from not being political to having one opinion on a on a, on a Senate race. But I didn't feel like there was really that much brave here. I mean, look, I'm one of those... I'm one of those loony lefties. It's going to take a lot of a lot of politics to get me to be impressed with your position. To yeah. me, uh, to me, just wanting Marsha Blackburn to not win the Senate seat was just something that a decent person would probably like do a little bit to prevent. So, yeah, I, don't I think, think she gave herself a little bit too much credit for not wanting that horrible, awful human being in office. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like yo. Like, I mean, even, I think even if, even if she remained politically neutrally, pu- neutral publicly, I would have just assumed that she w- was against Marsha Blackburn. Like, yeah, yeah. Just what little I know about her, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm sure she's probably not going to vote for her. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was talking to, um, I was talking to Angela about like how people pick and choose one aspect of progressivism and then paint themselves with that broad label. And yeah. I think, and I think a lot of people would be like. Yeah, I, I, I'm for gay marriage, and that's their only progressive position, so they call themselves progressive. And I, and I, when we were talking about it, I told Angela, I was like, if I don't know you, I assume that you're cool with gay marriage because it would be rude to just assume that you're that much of trash. Yeah, yeah. It'd just be rude to think you were that much of a dick. That Like, I would never assume that someone just... But if you proved... But if you explained to me that you are... Then extreme judgment from my part then goes to you. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I'm not just gonna make that judgment call without knowing. That's that's true. I, I think it's just politely is assuming that they're on the right side until they prove otherwise. Most yeah. of the time, it's harmless. I'm not gonna go around assuming in conversations how other people feel, but but you want to politely assume that they're not idiotic trash. They're not mega right. garbage. So. But yeah, five out of ten for a very down the road. <laughs> That's kind of how I would describe Taylor's music in terms of yeah, it's like so middle of the road that like I can't yeah. even be that interested in it. Even uh, her her documentary reflected her former political leanings. Just yeah, middle of the road. Yeah, no down the road. The way. Down the road. Not gonna and, be great. Not gonna be shitty. <laughs> So some some moments of overt self congratulations, but some moments of like genuine um, self realization. 
And that and those little moments, I'm appreciative of it. Don't hate you, Taylor. You're just middle of the road to me. Middle of the road. Yeah. And honestly, you kind of always have been. I never really gave you much thought. This isn't meant to be mean or dismissive of Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's just one of most of the things that I don't pay any attention to in the world. <laughs> Look, we're men in our 40s, right? It's like yeah. we're, we're probably not that meant to be all latched onto it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, very true. So, so any young Taylor Swift head who listens to this is going to get really pissed. Please, please express yourself. Go on, it, post on social social medias. Go tag, on the socials. Yeah, tag us at Documenteers. Yeah. Complain about us. Yeah, yeah. This is literally like kids listening to their dad uh, break down Taylor a Taylor Swift documentary. <laughs> we have no idea what we're talking about. No clue. Uh, all right, Nikhil, let's shake it off. And keep on docking, all right? For a while, I wrote with quill and ink. That was a phase I went through. Like, I had a glass quill with, like, an ink jet. Shaking yeah. it off right now, baby. Oh, shit. Oh, he's pulling out his penis. Great. They can't see me in podcast land, but I'm swinging it like a billy club. Yeah.